Welcome to the Mark Explains Podcast, where we discuss anything from science and faith to politics, aliens, sex, and everything in between. My name is Mark, and I'm the host of this podcast, along with my best friend, Ashlyn. I am a chemist and geoscientist, and I studied at Michigan State University, but I am also a former evangelical worship leader, and I also did search and rescue from the back of a helicopter in the U.S. Coast Guard stationed all the way in Alaska over a decade ago. My life is replete with really unique stories and connections with the most unique people on this planet. And my goal in this podcast is to bring those conversations to as many of you as I can, and to hopefully bring laughter, peace, knowledge, and healing to all of you that listen. Welcome to the Mark Explains Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Lucy Fataznik. Long time in the making. No response. Awesome. Great. We're off to, <laughs> off to a good start. This is not a visual. I don't know if you know this. It's not a visual medium. No one can see you smiling and nodding. Like you, This is a visual, or this is an audi- audible recording, so you have to respond. Something. Now, Marky Mark, what's going <laughs> on? Happy that's, to be here. That was very so loud. Excited. Okay. I'm going to turn that down a little bit. <laughs> Nicole, hello. thank you for coming on to the podcast. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. Nicole Dre, you run your own podcast. I do, yes. How long have you been doing that? Well, I started during COVID, so in 2020, and took a little hiatus. I released nine episodes and then took a little hiatus, and I am back now. You're back. Yeah, just as of last week. What pushed you in the direction of coming back to the podcast world? Because did you, did you know that the average podcast has, I believe, seven episodes mm-hmm. out there? So you're just beyond the average. Yeah, and I felt good that I was beyond <laughs> that before I quit. I was like, okay, I've already made it this far. We're going to continue. You're doing good. Yeah, I was in a career transition, so that was needed to take my focus. So that's why Wise Human was put on the back burner. But I always knew it was going to come back. I just didn't realize the hiatus was going to be as long as it was because life happens as it does and yeah. things take longer. But yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Like once you break on something like that, it's just easy to continue to not do it and kind of make excuses as you go because it's easy. It's easy to not do something like, oh, well, I'll just I'll start next month or, oh, the you know, we're already in August. I'll just start at the new year and then half the new year goes by and you're still not starting. So I get it. Yeah. I understand, but you're back. I'm back, yeah. And you already good. recorded an episode. I did. I released one just very brief episode saying where I was this past year, year and a half, and what we have coming up, and then I'm excited. That's awesome. And yeah. Lucy, <clears throat> hey this, is, this is your first episode, yeah? This is my first episode. First podcast experience? I mean, you can lie. I mean, it's been a while. My first episode was... Probably five years ago. Um, I've been in real estate now for the past seven years. Um, and I also buy, trade, and sell horses. So when I got involved with Michigan Real Estate Investors, um, one of the guys, Jeff Helm, was really interested in what I do, which is like buying, training, and selling horses and then using that money to invest into real estate. So he's like, oh, it's like 
she 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 fixes and flips instead of fixing and flipping houses, she fixes and flips horses. Yeah. And then she invests that money into real estate. And he thought it was like <laughs> the coolest thing ever. And he's like, I definitely want to have you on my podcast. So that's when I uh, that was officially my first podcast. But it's been many years. And well, I'm we can wipe the slate. We can wipe the slate clean and say this is your first experience. Because this is a this is a really great first experience for a podcast. Yeah, it's much better. The first one that I did, it was um, like via it was like a it was like a Zoom vibe. Oh, Zoom. Yeah, so I didn't get like oh. the fancy headphones or the oh, microphone. No. So it was it didn't even compare to this at all. No, I I actually did. I've done a few podcasts. Have you ever done Zoom? I do only Zoom. Only this is mm-hmm. is this your first in person? This is my first in person. Holy! Podcast. So this is like first only for level. both of you. Yeah. See, I like it. It there's an element that that is missed, and I've done a few in uh, over Zoom, especially through the. the oh, actually. 2020, I did one episode through the pod, uh, through the pandemic, uh, and it was the the person I was living with. Actually, uh, her name is Rachel. She, I was. She was so afraid that she couldn't even do an in person with you, even though you lived with her. No, she no, had no, to, like, no. <laughs> Zoom me from my bedroom. <laughs> no, no, no. She she did a she, We did it in person. It was really good. Um, but that was the only one I did. But then in 2021, um, I've done a few. And, and it just, there's an element that's missing. And I realize what it is, is when you tell a story or when you connect with someone in person, there, there's an element that you cannot replicate when it comes to like uh, video calls or stuff. I mean, cause I've had some good talks with people. Um, now I will do it. I still will do it. If it's like somebody that lives across the country or across the world and there's just no way. And like, we have to have the conversation. I'll do it. I'm fine. Like I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll put in like some music in the background, like and it makes it, makes it like pulls the listener in, but there's definitely an element that's missing there. So welcome first in person. How do you feel? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah. So excited. what do you do for your profession? Computer programming. You're a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that? Yeah, that was the career transition I was really? going through a year and a half ago. Two years ago. And what were you before? A program director for a nonprofit. Oh, man. Working, basically doing, um, running a summer camp. And before that, what did I do? I was teaching yoga, still do that. And Where do you teach? That, um, at NAFA's in Royal Oak. Royal Oak, teach, Michigan? Yeah, one class a week there. And That's then, awesome. And I need to make my way there ASAP because yeah. you said that you're not going to be there for too much longer, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so well, I need to go I'm to Royal Oak. taking a, a couple of months off, but I will be back. Yeah, and I do privates as well, so we could always set something up. That's really cool. So how do you know Lucy? How do you guys meet each other? We met each other at the Summit of Greatness, baby! Mm-hmm. And what, what exactly? So if you were to explain, because I've, I've known you for a minute, probably about seven months now. Can you believe it's been seven months? Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Why does it feel like an eternity then? Oh. <laughs> um, you, there are these key phrases that I've learned that I have never heard before, uh, before knowing old loose bear. Um, and that is there's mastermind. I've, oh, yes. I've never heard of mastermind retreats. I've never heard of summit of greatness. Um, I've never heard the word abundance said so many times <laughs> in a weekly basis. Words are very powerful. Uh, yeah. Yes, Thoughts are. are very powerful. I agree. 
everything we live in a world of vibration absolutely everything vibrates so you guys met at the summit of greatness yes explain to somebody who is let's say they are pre-june 2022 mark and has no idea what a summit of greatness is I would first ask them if they know who Lewis House is. Absolutely not. They'd probably say no. And then it'd be like, okay, well, do you know who Tony Robbins is? Oh, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know Tony Robbins. So I'm like, okay, he's um, he's in that same motivational empowerment um, sphere of Tony Robbins. And what he does is he interviews people and he puts out probably two to three interviews a week. Um, and he interviews just incredibly intelligent people about all sorts of different things health wealth happiness performance everything that you can think of that's like in the self-development self-improvement world and every year what he's done for the past i want to say seven or eight years now um he puts on the summit of greatness which is incredible it's a three-day event you go to it and it's like a total immersion because they have you wake up in the morning and then you can go on a on a five mile run and then after that then they do like a sound healing sound bath um experience and then it's this event that's got speakers like world-class speakers from all over the country from all over the world in fact that come and they each have their own um their own spin or their own flavor that they add to it. Like Gabby Bernstein was on there and like, um, it was in a big auditorium. The Ohio theater. Yeah. It was in a big <clears throat> theater. And that's done in Columbus In Columbus, Ohio, every single year. Yeah. And, um, so the goal of this summit of, of greatness is to leave more empowered to do whatever it is you do. Yep. So there's no, it's not like a real estate thing or like a multi-level marketing thing. It's like you go, so anyone can go. Self-development. Self-development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody who's interested in basically becoming the best version of themselves, you show up and it's like a breath of fresh air. And not only are you super inspired by all of the incredible speakers that like you're clapping and you're cheering and you're jumping and you're excited but then the next minute you're in tears and like you're listening to these people's stories and like you never know what to expect but then there's also like this beautiful element of art and music and lights and beauty it's like real beauty but then on the other side of that is the networking because an event like this is going to draw a very specific crowd of people people i mean beautiful people beautiful that people that care about themselves people that want to take care of themselves mind body and soul um so i would definitely say people that live at a higher consciousness um everybody there was very like network oriented oh, let's, you know, let's connect. Let's grab each other's social. Um, And that was like the first thing. And like everybody you met was like so happy and so fun and like so high energy. It was like, and then like on lunch break, for example, like every, every day, you know, you'd get like an hour and a half to go on lunch and we all had our orange um, lanyards. lanyards. And so you're just roaming around Columbus and then you just see like these like random groups of, you know, people with their orange lanyards from the group, from the Summit of Greatness. And you get super excited. And like, mm. they're like the friendliest, happiest, like smiliest people. And you just like Solid bump day. fist and you just know, like, you're like, these are some good people. So everybody you ran into was just like another 
another level of awesome. I don't think that there's a better uh, advertisement for the Summit of Greatness right, send that to on, this, <laughs> on this planet right, than that right there. It really was. It was a breath of fresh air to be completely surrounded, especially this was the first time it happened after COVID. Mm-hmm. So to be completely surrounded by people who care about their mental health, care about what they're contributing to this world. Like every single person there wants to be of service that I talk to at least. Ultimately, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. So you, uh, you've had this podcast for about three years now with a little bit of a hiatus. What, what type of, like, I mean, because we're going to have some people listening in that they're going to hear about the Wise Human podcast and it can be found anywhere. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, uh, if you're listening, you can find the link in the show notes to the podcast. Um, but what type of, what type of interviews are you, are you, are you having on there? Like what type of people are you having on? Why have the podcast? Great question. So the basis of the podcast or kind of like the tagline is every human has a story. Every story contains wisdom Mm. because I truly believe that we are all both a student and a teacher at the same time. Mm. We're always learning. Right. And we always have something to share as well. So that was the general premise. And I wanted it to be where everybody can realize, no matter how you feel about yourself in that moment, that you have something to contribute to this world. You have something to share. You can make a difference in somebody's life. So I'm having all sorts of different people on. Um, What would you say to somebody that doesn't think that that's true? If they think they don't have something to contribute or they don't have a story that is has wisdom because those, those people are out there. There's a lot of people that feel like they're on that. They're less worthy than somebody that's been through like a really big thing. And they've come out there on the other side. What about the people that don't feel like they've come out? What would you say to them? They're like still in it. Yeah. Or feel like they don't even have a story to tell. Oh man. Everybody has a story. Everybody like your life is your story. Every single piece of it is a part of your story. And it can be the smallest little thing, like just smiling at somebody that passes by you and they smile back. Mm. That can make a difference in that person's life. Like we don't even realize how minute some of these things that we do are and the impact that they can make in other people's lives. So maybe it would be good to put yourself in somebody else or take the opposite approach and look at yourself and think, how have people shown me wisdom? How have people guided me? When have I felt seen by somebody else? Mm. And then think about when you've done something like that for somebody else. Because chances are you have, you just are seeing it through a different lens. Hmm. That's really good. Lucy, you haven't always been a beacon of radiant sunshine in your life. This has been a finely cultivated life that you live now that's very intentional. And, I mean, everyone that knows you knows Luce. She is the fearless pursuit of fun, and she is med- meditating. Everyone knows you meditate. Every day. Every single... How long do you meditate every day? Um, every day is different, but minimum, like minimum... 15, 20 minutes. In the morning? Yeah. Like but my, I really like like an hour. Is an really hour nice. of meditation. Every morning. It's magic. When I first met Lucy, she was like, hey, let's eat some oatmeal. And then like a couple of days later, she's like, hey, if you want to come over, I'm meditating in the morning. I'm like, 
That's great. I'm not a big like uh, traditional meditator. I like to meditate when I go on like walks. Mm-hmm. Very different type of meditation. And she's like, okay, time to meditate. And then she's like, come lay on the bed. And I'm like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I am I'm down. Is this, is this like a meditate nap? Because I'm really great at those. And she was, and I was like, okay, how long are we going for? I'm like 10, 15 minutes. She's like, oh, probably like an hour, maybe longer. I'm like, okay, there is a Buckle 95% up. chance I'm going to fall asleep. But, you know, in good meditation practice, I did not. And I made it all the way through. And actually, it was really, it's different. Uh, but you do that every single morning. Yeah. When did that start? How long ago did you start doing that? So um, when I was 18, my niece had me watch the movie The Secret. And when I, when I watched the movie The Secret, that opened my eyes. And that I feel like changed. I've seen that. You feel like you've seen that? You have, like, if you feel like you've seen it, you probably haven't seen it. Like, it's one of those movies that, like, shifts your perspective and changes everything. Like, You're also talking to the guy that doesn't have very good brain activity lately. So I don't, but I like, is, okay, well, gonna is the title, it. We're gonna watch is it, it like in script? Does yeah. it say like secret and see? It has like a, a red, um, wax. wax yeah. Stamp. See, yeah. I, see, I'm, I'm on, I'm on it. Okay. I'm right. in it. We should watch it again. It's been a long time. Okay, cool. Um, anyways, maybe everything will change for me. It could. Um, <laughs> so it's just like, um, pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to your words because you are the powerful, magnificent creator of your own reality. And I remember watching this when I was 18 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, all I have to do is like think a thought and then I can create it. Like this is magic. I can't believe I'm so powerful. This is so exciting. And I just loved it and I leaned into it. Um, and then I was working like as soon as I, I graduated college, and as soon as I graduated college, I got scooped up into the corporate world. And so I was, you know, high heels and a suit every single day. Um, and then they had me, I speak Spanish, Portuguese, and French. And they decided to put me with the German car group. <laughs> so I was like... So who did you work for? I worked for Lear. It's a tier one automotive company. And I know absolutely nothing about cars or vehicles. I have, I'm not mechanically inclined and I have zero interest in cars. Like I'm lucky that I put the right <laughs> gas when I fuel up my that car. A, that is a true statement. So, um, but I was really um, blessed and like very thankful to have this like fancy cushy corporate job. That was great. But I was doing Excel spreadsheets all day long, all day long for hours and hours and hours. So I would put my headphones in and I would listen to YouTube of Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm. And I love Dr. Wayne Dyer so much. Like he's so near and dear. And I just finished his book, The Power of Intention. It was like reading each page was just like reading pure magic. It was so beautiful. And so listening to him, and I remember I would just like, I would do these hours Excel spreadsheets and I had my notebook and my pen and I would take notes of all of the beautiful things that he would say, like um, change the way you start to look at things and the things that you start to look at will change. Just all these little like blips of beauty and wisdom. And then sure enough, through listening to him, I think he did an interview with Abraham Hicks. And Abraham Hicks is like the next level of like divine wisdom, if you will. Um, And some people think that she's a little bit out there. Um, A lot of people are not familiar with her her teachings. Um, But Dr. Wayne Dyer really endorsed her work and so I would listen to Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks 
And then eventually I went to their workshop in in, in, uh, Chicago with my niece. And that workshop, I remember, was um, life-changing for me because it was all about self-love. And I've been on this journey of self-love my whole life, really. But I remember feeling like so unworthy and then attending this workshop. And I remember one of the things that she had said was, if you want to change your life, you need to take 10 minutes every morning and meditate. 10 minutes every single morning and meditate. And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm following everything else that she's doing or everything else that she's saying. And it's, you know, adding like tremendous benefit to my life. Like I might as well throw that into the mix. And so as soon as I started meditate that, so to answer your question, when, why did I start meditating? Because I went to an Abraham Hicks workshop that literally changed my whole life. I started meditating 10 minutes a day and, um, I can't even begin to explain how it's like when you start meditating, essentially what you're doing is you're quieting your mind. And when you quiet your mind, you release all of the resistance that you're carrying. And when you release all of that resistance, you raise your vibration. And when you raise your vibration, you're operating at a whole nother frequency, a whole nother level of people, places, and things. And like attracts like because we live in a vibrational universe. So when you're intentionally raising your vibration... The bad things that once surrounded you, whether they were like people, places, relationships, all of the negativity in my life just started to fall away. Like it, it could not continue to exist with my direct, like with where I was at. And so, what happened? So, what I warn people is when you start meditating, watch out <laughs> because it might seem like your world is literally crumbling all around you. But even with like, all of like the world crumbling around me like I still had that um like that grounded peace within me because I was meditating which is like that divine connection that you're forging each day each morning and uh anyways it was really scary at first and eventually it all worked out in brilliant beautiful ways that I could never have imagined like have taken me to new heights that I couldn't even have dreamed were possible do you you meditate Nicole sometimes I go through phases I um what is meditation to you because I feel like we all know exactly what it is for Lucy (laughs) what is it for you because meditation is different for everyone I mean, I think there's multiple different kinds of meditation, like moving meditation, like you were talking Mm -hmm. about where you're walking or, I mean, even just like painting or doing something artistic. Like when I, when the podcast came through, that was meditative. Mm. So I think you can get into a meditative state with anything. But when you ask that question and I respond, I'm speaking to sitting down and either... The classic meditation. Yeah either you know repeating a mantra in my mind or listening to a guided meditation or focusing on my breath but you know typically eyes closed sitting or laying sometimes I like to lay because what my response um to Lucy which I I think a lot of people feel the same way is we don't have a similar experience and there's almost a bit of jealousy or like I'm envious of that experience you have because like I have on and off meditated for years and I've, I I went through a season where I did it for like every day for like six months Mm -hmm. and, and and then I just stopped and I'm like, my life is no different. And I'm like, was I doing it wrong? Was I not listening to the right, 
Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation guide. He makes fun of you know? people. But was it different when you were meditating? No. And that's just the, th- the no, but you want to know the thing that's changed me? Hmm. Like when I, but like, I, and I, I'm what I'm, and I just don't know the science on this because I haven't done any of the research. Um, I guarantee you it's out there because this is well, well researched, but um, like I feel the same things that you talk about. I feel that when I'm like, like on a, on a morning walk in nature mm-hmm. and I know that there's like this left, right rhythmic binary sequencing in your brain like you know how some people go for a run they're just like i just need to go for a run it's like meditative mm-hmm. there's a really good science behind that um the left right bilateral sequencing in your brain it actually helps organize thoughts so if you go left okay. right let and you run your brain can literally organize thoughts better so with some people not everybody mm-hmm. like i'm not a runner <laughs> look at me but is walking the same it has the, yeah it has the same and for some people and i'm guessing if i was like lean and not a thick boy i would I would be a runner for meditation or for the ability to process thought. Um, and um, like, like, what would you say to someone like me? Because there's a lot of people listening to this right now who have tried meditation. Maybe like literally for me for seven years uh, on and off and even with like, great lengths. And it's not like I don't get anything out of it. Like, I love it. I feel peace. I feel happiness, but not like you, not the way you talk about it. Like, it wasn't life-changing for me. It was just, it was good. So what would you say to people like me who haven't had that experience like you did, when you did? I, so meditation means to become aware of yourself. Sure. And so when you're meditating, like, our minds are always running 100 miles per minute. And so the idea of meditating is to quiet your mind and just becoming aware of a thought that comes in and and then just lovingly releasing that thought and then focusing on your breath or focusing on your mantra, like Nicole said, um, or just focusing on the music or just being present. Um, And then another thought is going to come in and then you have to just very consciously and intentionally release that thought and not get carried down the hole of like, oh, I have to do this and then I have to do that or like replaying a scene in your head that's like probably a negative scene in your head. But at the end of the day, it's helping you become aware of what your thoughts are. Because like I said, we live in a vibrational universe and thoughts have their own frequency, their own vibration. And if you think a thought for more than 17 seconds, you are on your fast tracking, it's physical creation. So... I would say that when you spend time meditating, you are deliberately, you're becoming a, like a quote unquote better person or a more emotionally astute person because you can readily identify thoughts that you're thinking or emotions that you're feeling, which are going to help you in everyday life, whether it's communicating with people better, because emotions are like things are going to happen that are going to trigger you and that are going to upset you. And instead of reacting, you can, meditation is going to help you to become aware of what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And then it's so it's okay if people don't feel the same that you do. I think that it's a practice and that you really have to practice it with like the intention. And I also think that there's a very spiritual aspect to it. 
And so I think that if you go into it... Come a little bit closer. There you go. And I think that if you go into it... um, I don't believe necessarily... I don't believe that, you know... I I believe that anybody can call God whatever they want. Whether it's like God or Buddha or Allah or Jesus or Muhammad, I don't care. Or universe or spirit. Or source energy. (laughs) Your higher self. Yeah, I think it's just intentionally connecting. Sage, what is she doing? She's literally hitting her her head (laughs) on the table. (laughs) I think that if you start your meditation practice with that desire to intentionally connect to that divine source energy, I think that you're going to have a much higher success rate than if you don't do it. I think setting your intention in life, whatever you do, but what if somebody doesn't know how to do that? Because then I think they should probably start reading some books about intention. (laughs) I, I also want to say that when you're at the beginning of starting anything, I think it's really important to start small and start in a way that is sustainable for you. So if that's just sitting down in the same spot every day Mm. for one minute and then getting up, Mm. then do that. Start there. Do that for a week. And then do two minutes. Mm. And then three minutes. Like, be gentle with yourself. Because if you make it so hard that you're not going to succeed, like Lucy's been doing this for a long time. She's like an expert at this. Yeah. But just coming in... In the modern world, we're so continuously and constantly inundated with external stimuli. It's really hard to sit and be quiet. And then the other side of that, too, is that it's really hard to sit with your own thoughts if you aren't used to it because shit comes up and you kind of got to look at it and it's not always pretty. Well, we live in a world of constant sensory input. Mm -hmm. Like there's never a point in my day outside of being intentional there's never a point in my day where I don't have something giving me sensory input. Like either there's a screen in front of my face or there's music going in my car or I have to drive my car. That's sensory input. Or I have somebody talking on the phone or I have this or I have that. There's never a point in my day where there's nothing. And a lot of times that processing happens. The deep questions that you talk about, the 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 things that the real issues that are going on don't have the ability to come to the surface if there's too much sensory input and so taking that taking that those moments taking that time and yeah her walking around you literally can hear her nails (laughs) on the floor i'm like where is she across the room lay down it's a powerful mic okay what it is is we're not paying attention to her. <laughs> She's like, where's my mic? I want and, to things to say. And she is uh, protesting with just walking it's in circles. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally what's happening. She's protesting. <laughs> um, but I think that, so I do know some of the science behind meditation. I don't didn't know much about the um, certain parts of it. I do know that um, there's really good science and data behind um uh, the thalamus, which is deep in the center of the brain, it's this tiny little walnut that sits like on the top of your uh, spinal co- on top of your spinal cord. You have like your limbic system, which is like this little reptilian brain, it's like where your anger and your f- your fight or flight lives. And then right on top of that, it's like this little little walnut. They call it like the monkey brain, and that's where uh, 
It's where all like your identity lives. Um, and when you have a thought, the thought is generated from your spinal column and it goes up and then like out to the rest part of your brain. That's the direction of thoughts that starts here and goes out. So even if you have a thought, like I'm talking and giving words in sentences to you, like your, your temporal lobe and your auditory center receiving them and then it takes them apart and says, yes, I know this word. Yes, I know this word. Yes, I know this sentence. I know all this. And it sends it up to your neocortex and your neocortex is like analyzing it for interpretation and, um, and then it digests it. But all of those thoughts of you doing those things, they first had to pass through your, your thalamus, which holds your identity. So all your belief systems, every thought you have passes through your identity first. And the identities are set by a few different things. Um, but the easiest way to change your identity is by saying something over and over repeatedly. Availability cascade is what it's called. So even if it doesn't matter if it's true, there's, it doesn't matter the merit behind it. If you just say something or hear something over and over and over, it works its way from the like exterior part of your brains down to the little walnut. And it begins when it, when it gets down there, when the, when that information begins to live down there, you no longer think about it. The thoughts you have passed through that filter. So if a child is grown up thinking that, that they are, unlovable like a lot of my childhood I thought I wasn't good enough for I mean I, I, I thought I wasn't good enough for my mom realistically um, that came from a series like a series of events over decades um, until I was 16 17 18 I moved out on my own I grew up with the identity that I wasn't good enough so then when I went to high school all of my thoughts passed first through the filter of I'm not good enough and then had to create a reality around me. So um, this is kind of the, the basic structure, of, especially when people respond with fear or anger. A lot of times when you talk about something that seems trivial, you might actually be hitting a point on their identity. And then the little amygdala, which is right next to the thalamus, gets triggered because it's all right there. And they get angry really fast, right? Um, but I say all this to say one of the best ways to physically change your identity is meditation. And there's a lot of really good data behind this. Um, and what they've found is there's a resonance between the hemisphere. So thalamus has hemispheres just like your main brain does. It's like a little baby brain. Um, there's a resonance that happens between the two hemispheres when a change is noticed. So... Um, and a change can be noticed um, more frequently through times of meditation than anything else. And this has been noted many, many times. And I, it's, I, this is the reason why I've tried <laughs> so many times because I'm like, oh, I can, I can literally change my brain. I can change it because I know that there are truths that live in like the center of my brain. And I know they're not true. I know I'm not here, but the center of my brain doesn't know that. You know, and that's where it becomes really tough, especially for me, for people that have lived in a certain truth for so long. They're like, no, I believe it. It's like when you say things like resolutely, like, no, I believe it. This is what I believe. And in my mind, I'm like, you're ridiculous. But it's because they live at the central part of who you are. So it's not like it's from here going down. It's here going out. So it starts at a root point and it's, it, it goes in this direction. And when those root beliefs are damaging 
and painful, those tend to stick around the longest. And so I started to meditate in order to try to change, to physically change the physiology of my brain um, and to start telling myself a different truth. And I still do. Um, but that's probably one that's going to take some time. And they found that when the resonance happens between the two hemispheres, that's when change, that's an indication of change. Um, and you feel like through the years of meditation that you didn't make any headway? Oh no, I made headway for sure. Okay, like I, I want, I want to, I want you to understand that meditation in my mind is spectacular and I think everyone should be doing it. Not everyone has the... Lucy experience of meditation that you have. Some meditations are amazing <laughs> and my whole body gets tingly and I feel like I'm floating. I've never had that. It's euphoric. That's that's just called dimethyltryptamine. But some meditations <laughs> are not that great. You got that. You got that. It's uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. Uh, that's just DMT. I'm just saying. It's just DMT. It's, it's, all natural for her it is yeah your body Which, creates i mean your brain does anyways when you die but <laughs> <laughs> my point is is all meditations are not created equal every day is a new day and every day is a new opportunity a fresh start a new beginning and i am gonna very deliberately and very intentionally start every single day at the highest vibration as possible um because when you because some people will say like, oh, I meditate at night. And some people say I meditate in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate of meditating in the morning because you're kick-starting your day. Mm-hmm. You're supercharging it. I'm like a higher vibration. So the rest of the experiences that cross your path for the rest of that day um, until you go to sleep are going to be elevated experiences because you're intentionally elevating your vibration. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I, I've gone in and out of phases of meditating daily and like multiple times a day. And um, anytime I start my day with meditation, I am just much more grounded and centered and like external things don't affect me nearly as much. My skin is tougher, but, I, but I'm st- soft, if that makes sense. Of course. Like, yeah. yeah. I think there was, uh, do you know who MC Yogi is? Mm-hmm. So he has a saying, um, I try to be soft and strong. To have a soft heart, but a strong core. Mm. And I think that's what you're explaining. Yeah, definitely. It's like you're inspiring me, Lucy, to get back into it. Oh, like, gosh. I stopped Here like a go. month ago. I'm like, okay, I need <laughs> to so, bring it back. So, everybody, it's life changing. So, you said um, it's okay for people to uh, have a starting point. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we'll just one minute a day, I two minutes a day, three minutes. Well, I know Lucy, and actually, you might have seen the video she posted. I have an ice bath. Oh, I saw it. And Lucy came over and she I said, "I hate those, but it's so, so invigorating." And I know okay, so the, I'm so inspired. Good I want to buy one now. It's not just it's not just invigorating, but there's a lot of really, Science really, really behind. good data coming out. Yeah. Not not just uh, um, uh, not, not not just uh, psychological, but physiological. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really. So, like, uh, you have um, uh, like the the creation of brown fat, which is really good for you. Um, you have a dopamine spike that lasts for hours and you don't crash, which is a big problem with dopamine um, release in your blood. Like for people that gamble or they're addicted to those scratch-up cards, they get like that dopamine kick. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's a crash. There's a dopamine Same crash. With your social media. Right. And the dopamine, it hits and then there's a crash. But with this, the, the dopamine response is 
for like four to six hours, super long. Yep. Which is really good because your cortisol levels are the highest in the morning. And, and what the best science now granted, you can get in any time. You really don't want to get in the evenings because um, you want your cortisol levels to be low, so that and you, so that way you can fall asleep easier. Because as you're, um, there's a lot of research done about the importance of sleep. Oh, oh my gosh, it's it's super super important. Um, and when you get in, it's a it's a stressor, and so your body releases cortisol, um, and you won't sleep if you have high cortisol levels. So in the morning, but the first in the first three minutes of waking up, which I wake up pretty early. I walk outside stark naked and get in this thing and I am trying to get up to three minutes. I tested the water temperature today, which is 34.7 degrees and she cold. (laughs) And when you want to talk about morning meditations and clearing your mind, I feel like the only way that I can get to three minutes is if I'm clearing my mind of the inputs that, because the sensory inputs that I have is like, this is fucking painful. Mm-hmm. This hurts. I don't want to be here. My fingers are going to fall off my toes. I literally can't feel anything. Like there's like my, my muscles hurt. Like my, my quads, they, it literally just, I feel like there's searing pain all over my body. I had, I got out and I'm like, I need to walk around. I need to yeah, walk around. Which is weird because like the pain actually, it, it's not real. But your 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 sensory inputs are saying this is bad, and so they all fire it simultaneously. But we've seen videos of people that sit in there, and they get in and they go, and then they're okay. And I'm like, I get in, you you watch me right now, and I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, where is my breath? Practice. It all takes practice. Where is my breath? It takes your breath away. And I'm like, the only way I'm going to get through this is to find a peace of mind, that meditation. And I'm like, this is my new meditation in the morning, is finding my breath in my brain in the state of complete chaos, is what I feel like. It's complete chaos. Have you read the book, The Wim Hof Method? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wonderful. That yeah. Yeah incredible book and I loved it and he talks about the reason why he got like he did the cold plunge oh yeah it's because it was all about overcoming depression because he lost his wife yeah and he's like I'm trying to find a cure for for depression and he's like when you submerge into that ice cold water the only thing that matters is surviving all of your cares all of your worries everything that you thought mattered disappears yeah the only thing that matters is your breath in that moment it's funny you say that because i actually ultimate presence yeah Yeah. i I follow a girl on tiktok um and she's just this sweet girl she lives in the up and at the beginning of the year she's like i'm gonna run into lake superior every day to cure my depression and i was like "Oh, oh you're so sweet and then she's like you see you're like running out there and she dives under and then like day five or day six like she had like two people with her and then like some guy over in boston like duetted her video and he's like i'm gonna do it over here in boston now it's like a thing oh my god that makes my heart so happy i know and it's just like she's literally like she posts videos she's like i'm not okay and i don't know what i'm gonna do so i'm just gonna do whatever i can and she's like and today i'm gonna jump in 34 degree water and i was like 
Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You go, girl. She and her name Watt Cakes. W a t t. Watt Cakes. I have no idea what her name is, but that's hers. And she's like so inspiring. She's such a sweet girl. Maybe I'll send her this video. We talked about you, and you're amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna go look her up now. Yeah. So, what uh, is your soul work? And I talk about this a little mm. bit uh, from time to time because, like, my work is what I do to generate income in order to provide sustainability for my life. But every now and then something comes up and you're like, it's the thing that you're like, yeah, that's why I'm here. Like, what's the, what, what's the thing? Like, why are you here? Why are you on this planet? What's your soul work? Because you're definitely the type, like you're my type of person. Like you, you're the type of person where like you do the things so you can do the things. And I'm wondering what, what what's the things like. And the what, magic is when those come together. Oh, that, that's the goal, right? Rarely the does that thing. happen. It's true. Rarely does that so happen. We gotta believe it first. Yeah. I would say my soul work is to allow others to be seen. To create safe space for others to be seen in their full beautiful and messy selves and know that they're loved and accepted in that that's like my ultimate reason for being here and with that helping them to live their best life do you feel like the podcast that's a piece of it it's a piece of it what's so the other, when i first what's the started yeah. with the podcast like it was gaining momentum and i was getting this feedback like if it if the episode if an episode will affect one person like i feel like i did something you know and I was having a lot of people reaching out to me and be like, similar situation for me, or thank you for sharing that. Like I never, you know, I have a similar story and I haven't shared it or, or whatnot. Um, what are, what's the other piece? The other piece, well, I teach yoga. So that's a piece of it. Yoga and meditation, mentoring. I mentor like on my job. That's my favorite part of my day job is mentoring new devs. Um, and getting back to offerings, you know, um, like Lucy's doing a retreat soon. That's something that I've wanted to do and I've had people interested in it and I've just never, I guess, taken the plunge or like fully believed in myself. I was actually going to ask a follow-up question is, what is the thing you've been waiting to do? Hmm. Because it's a, it's a question that I, I guarantee you, like, if I were to be like, so, like, the same question for yeah. Lucy, she'd be like, oh, my gosh, I have so many things. Because she also writes every one of them down every night, and she does her weekly intentions and her monthly intentions and my her yearly, gratitude. her nightly gratitudes. Like, she has that shit down on the lock. It's something you do very, very, very well. Something that... Uh, everyone should do. I don't do as well as you. I should. Um, it's something that I'm uh, very... Uh, I admire you for that a lot. Thank you. Ed Milet um, says that some people measure themselves once a year on New Year's Eve. Some people measure, you know, quarterly. Some people measure monthly. But, like, if you stop and you look at what you're doing every single day, like, check your progress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's the thing? What's the thing that you've been waiting to do? I don't feel like I have one thing. Tell me the first thing. thing. What's, what's the first thing that came to your mind? Just growing the podcast. Really? And, and how, spreading. how big? I mean, I want it to touch everybody, right? Like, that would be the goal. Everybody that I, that it will impact, you know? Because mm -hmm. I think that 
what I do isn't for everybody and that's okay. But whoever needs to hear it, I want to grow that and I want to grow community with it. Mm. I want it to be a place where people can come together and share and be seen and grow and support and cheerlead each other because I think that that is really important for our growth. Mm. And we need to continue to grow, right? Because that's why we're here on earth. Joy is expansion. And we need to find our gift because I think that everybody has one unique gift to give this world. Mm. And the more people that can find that, the better we all are. Mm. The ripple effect happens, right? Like spending time with people that are doing the things that they love, like you guys, right? Like this is building all of us up because we're all doing the things that we like and that then goes out to the other people that we touch. Hmm. That's good. So what's the first step? Is it tonight? Consistency. Right here? Consistency <laughs> is the first step. Now that I'm back, it's I need to show up consistently. I have a very love-hate relationship with social media. Mm. And to promote... Same. I need to be on social media, but I you know I, I hire people to do that. Ooh, yeah, I get addicted do? to scrolling. It's I get, horrible. I get look at Mark staring at me right now, blank stare, just just. It's so bad. Ripping in my, it apart. In my like a soul stare, he makes fun of me. I tell him, I'm like, she's I like, I'm going to bed early tonight. I'm like, that's so sweet of you to think that. <laughs> and then, and then she gets sucked in, and then she sends me a post at 1:45 in the morning. I had been asleep for three and a half hours, yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it's funny because like I don't get sucked in. Social media does not have a grip That's on me, incredible. which I I don't know why. It it I mean like I like it. It's cool. At any time, I've deleted Instagram and Facebook. I think I actually deleted it for a season since I've known you. I think I deleted it in August or September of last year. Do you remember that? I didn't. You didn't tell me that you did that. I didn't even know you did that. Yeah, well, she doesn't. She's not interested in me. Well, he doesn't on, post a lot. He's I don't. I don't post a lot, post. but she also like. She she's not interested in me at all. So she like rarely like stalks me or anything like that. She has she's never listened to an episode of my podcast. So I don't blame her much. But I I, I I'm giving you a really yeah. hard time public, love you too. publicly, right. and I love this. Um, all five thousand followers are going to now know exactly how I feel. Um, uh, but it's it's funny because like I I've I've deleted them. It's not not a problem. I've done that too, and it feels really oh it's great fucking good to not the only have it there. I know the only reason I I bring it back is because like I have something I need to do, like I want to buy a vehicle, and Facebook Marketplace is a great place for that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm um by the way I'm selling my Nissan. If anyone wants to buy it, sixteen thousand three hundred. Shoot me a DM. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to sell my Nissan. Uh, so I can buy two vehicles. That's the whole goal. Um, but um, that's why I end up coming back. I hate social marketing. I hate it with a passion. Um, I'm not good at it. So I hire people. Every, everything you ever see that's anything revolving around me, I mean, not that you would see much of that, but um, that, that is I have hired somebody to do that because I don't want to. Like my energy is best spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I can generate more money and pay somebody to do the same thing than for me. Because like if I were to spend two hours doing that, I, w- I could pay somebody $25 an hour to do that. So $50. But in those two hours, I can generate you know five grand. 
So I'm actually cheaping myself out by making these posts. Mm -hmm. So I would rather hire somebody to do that than to use my own time or energy. And I just hate it anyways. I hate social media. Yeah. It's necessary. It's a, yeah. It's a necessary evil. That's and, what and I think it's about learning for me. It's about setting boundaries and using it for the positive and not getting sucked in. Like that's my downfall is getting sucked into the, the feed. And mm. I wish there was a way to just turn the feed off. I don't want to see the feed. I just want to go in, do my thing and be gone. It's po the posting feed ghost? and the videos. Post and ghost? Yeah. I well, like... no, I want to respond. Like if people oh. respond to my posts and stuff, I want to respond. I want to like oh. create a dialogue and yeah, I'm bad at that. build relationships. I have to but go. I don't want to like I'm scrolling. I'm not even commenting on shit. Like I'm not. They, there's, there's no relationship building. It's just it's just mindless. And the thing is, is what I really probably need is to turn that off and go for a walk, Ooh. or just sit, just sit and stare out the window at the trees. Mm. You know, like my mind needs a break. Yeah. And I don't allow it, and then I stay up late, and then it just sets my next day up not as good. So. It's a compounding effect. And it's, I'm a very aware of it. Oh, that's funny. I have I have an issue. I don't I don't comment on anything, like ever. And I think at first Lucy knew that, but then she would like post these things and she'd be like, Did you see it? And I'd be like, Of course. And she's like, Oh, okay. And I could see Did like, you give her a thumbs up at least? No, probably not. Like nothing. <laughs> not even. Nothing. But now I'm like, it's how I, I like I have to expend energy because she feels loved and appreciated mm -hmm. when I notice the effort that she puts in. And so I know that she takes two and a half hours to make an Instagram post and a Facebook post. It does not Not anymore. Take you, me you're getting much better. <laughs> but like for me to go in and now I know it's important to her. And and actually like my friend Jen, who's a thousand percent listening to this, Jen, I love you, you're amazing. Um I go out of my way to comment on her stuff as well because she's actually very active on Facebook. I'm actually like jealous. She's also always posting like really good things. And I'm like, dang, I can't. It's like, it's painful for me well, to you, engage. You could. It's not something you want to invest Correct. time and energy into. Correct. I have chosen not to, but it's because it's like painful. Like I get on there and like, I like get angry. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't. Just throw your phone. Like, I could be making money. <laughs> I could be paying someone to do this. So that's, that's literally where my brain goes and, and why. Uh, so I feel you on the social media side. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal, to hire somebody and build it big, have a team, like Ooh, do a retreats. Team? Like there's, there's a huge, large vision. <laughs> but the first step is what you asked, and that is consistently showing mm, up. Yeah. It's, I have... And I'm, having, I'm allowing myself to be in the moment and be that that's enough. Yeah. Just showing up is enough. That's the next step. If I could give you any piece of advice for mm -hmm. podcasts that will continue to run, it's um, don't put time restraints on the podcast until, like, lo let that happen organically. Because at first I was like bi-weekly podcast and then it became a chore and then I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I let that go, all of a sudden I wanted to do it again. Mm -hmm. And so now the podcast, it happens when it happens. And I've yes. known you for seven months. I've recorded... Five, maybe six, since I've since I've known you, somewhere like that, and it's not as many as I want. I wanted to do more, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like I try not to force anything. You know, force nothing, allow everything. And this is and the thing like if something comes along. Like it's funny because I met you and I was like, oh, 
1000% we are going to record a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, the halfway point is Lucy's house. I was like, and Lucy's been half asking me to be on my podcast this whole time anyways. And I was like, now's the time. This is a good force nothing, allow everything. Can we just go back to the night we met? Oh, and yeah. That, that was at Lucy's house. <laughs> it Lucy was here. was having, yeah, here, where we are, yeah. having an intention setting party for yeah. the new year, which I was so excited when you presented that because mm. I've spent many new years by myself just like writing down reflecting on my previous year and setting intentions for the new year like that's what I want to do on the new year I don't need to go out and party yes I've done that it's fun whatever but we were here setting intentions and it was such a fun night yeah it was so cool it was really great everybody who showed up was perfect yeah all of the food all of the friends all of the ideas that were shared what was what, what was that what, what did that night mean for you well, what I was going to share is that we're going around and sharing different intentions that we've set for the year. And one of mine was to be a guest on other people's podcasts. Oh, sure. We go a few more people around and then Mark's talking about his podcast. And all of a sudden, I'm going to be a guest on Mark's podcast. And I was like, instant manifestation. Look at this. And that's percent. what happens when you bring a bunch of powerful <coughs> people together with intention. Intention is so incredibly powerful i love it and i'm reading the book right yeah. now this bump baby. it's been sitting on my stand forever i was like it's time <laughs> how are you loving it it's great yeah so tell me one thing you're planning on doing this year lucy having what, fun what is <laughs> smiling yes. laughing loving life what is new friends. what no no what is the thing? The thing. What is the thing for 2023? The most exciting thing that I have planned for 2023 are horseback riding meditation retreats. So my... Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> for those that don't live in what the equine meditation world, what in the world is a horse... Wait, you said horse ride meditation retreat. Yes. Drop a bomb on us. Tell us, tell what what is this thing? Um, so I run a public trail riding company, and it's called High Vibe Trail Rides. Of course, it is. High Vibe, baby. <laughs> whoop whoop. As and soon as I met you, and you said you own a a, a trail riding retreat, and I looked it up because I was afraid you were going to serial kill me. Um, <laughs> he was. <laughs> and then, and like I talked to you like three times, and I looked up. It was like High Vibe Trail Rides, and I was like, that checks. That checks out. Wait, can I do a timeout? Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Online dating. Mm. But it didn't Which work. Which app? <laughs> it didn't work. Hinge. It didn't work. Tinder. <laughs> we got well, it worked. Uh, well. In, in a different way than expected, yeah. right? Yeah, kind of. Like, we'd, we, we'd become very important people in each other's lives. Very. He's, like, one of my favorite people. Like, all-time people. Mm-hmm. Like, I look up to this guy a lot. A little bit. Um, she inspires me. It's, you know, it's two-way street. Um, It's been tough lately, but we're working through it. (laughs) (laughs) Just nodding. Nod and smile. I'm a full disclosure. I'm like, I'm a full disclosure guy. Mm -hmm. And my podcast is like my safe space. So Mm -hmm. I share everything on my podcast. Mm -hmm. So I will talk about everything. And I don't think that Lucy wants to. (laughs) Which is actually fascinating for all of Mark's listeners 
because anybody who knows Mark in real life knows that he is not a vulnerable a vulnerable person at all, and he has like his fortress and his walls. Okay, I don't have a fortress and walls. I'm just very careful on who I share information. Yeah, with. and I mean, I think it's really important. But on your podcast, you share with everybody. I share everything. That's fa- like I would have never guessed that because in a million years. It, it is a practice in vulnerability um, for me, um, and there's really no repercussions for the information, I mean, more or less, that I can share because it's already happened. So when I release it, people, they listen to it and then it's over and I can fully be myself. Um, in real time, it's really scary because what are they going to... You're gonna, getting instant feedback. What, what, are, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? Are they gonna... I find it fascinating yeah. that you're so, like, I would say, like, cautious or reserved. Super cautious. When you're, yep. like, in person. Very, very cautious. You're, you know, Mark is, Mark's so much fun, and I love his energy. Um, surprisingly enough, he's not, like, center of attention, life of the party, you know, gabbing. Not and, at all. Like, he's, he's, like, just hanging out. But he, and he, and I know for a fact that he's not, um, sorry, Sage is distracting. <laughs> um, Sage, lay down there. <laughs> Lay down. Good beat. So I think that's so fascinating that you're so like wildly open and vulnerable here. Well, because this is my space cast, and I feel like everything we say goes into space, and then it's safe. Okay, I love it. I'm here for it forever and ever and ever in the archive. It's 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 actually, and I understand that it's entirely counterintuitive because. What I say now lasts forever. And everybody has access to it. Everyone has access to it. But I also, you know, like I use this as a practice in vulnerability, especially for those that have a hard time being vulnerable, like myself. Mm. And I share things like at the beginning of 2022, I had an episode where I told everyone I got a vasectomy. And that was like the title of the episode was Mark Gets a Vasectomy. (laughs) And and then like I'm hitting publish on my little podcast uh, platform and I'm like I don't know why I'm okay with this (laughs) because like this is really personal information but also like it's a practice and vulnerability for me because that's where um, both my weakness and my strength lives is in that little pocket of vulnerability and that's why I protect it so much because it's not that I'm just weak. It's also where I gain my strength. So if I lose control of that, then I lose my weakness and I lose my strength. I lose everything. And so that's why I'm so cautious. But that's also why I try to be so vulnerable and like talk about everything. <laughs> like how things have been so great lately. <laughs> but better than ever. I'm like, listen, if you want to get into the nitty gritty details, <laughs> okay. what do you want to talk about? I can mediate this. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have some questions for you. I oh, have nice I have, shift. I have, nice a, li- shift. I have a list. Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, right? Wait, but, <laughs> oh, there but, you go. Wait, but before we do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no. You were going to ride. We literally didn't even get into any of the nit, nit in the grit. Well, you derailed the conversation. That was me. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm like, now's the time to ask this. No, it was a good question. Um, No. So. You run High Vibe Trail Ride. Yeah, that's right. You asked how we met and how that was going. Yeah. So you run High Vibe Trail Ride and. I take out guided trail rides through Kensington Park, and we also... And where's that at? In Milford, Michigan. Milford, Michigan. Very exciting. I would say that I'm very, very blessed to be able to do 
to combine like my passion in life and uh, make it like passion into profits, baby. Mm. So um, I've been buying, trading, and selling horses for about 15 years. And this, and just over five years ago, I opened up the trail rides to the public for fun on a whim because I like trail riding and I always have an abundance of horses. So I'm like, oh, well, why not just like make a couple extra bucks here and there taking out trail rides and get a couple, you know, sale pictures of my sale horses and it'll be beneficial to their, um, to their, to their sale ad. Um, and anyways, it transformed unintentionally. Like everything that has happened has happened very organically. And now all of a sudden I have this thriving public trail riding business, um, that ever since I've known Mark, it's just continued to get bigger and bigger. Um, so thank you, Jesus. I appreciate you. Um, so I do these meditation trail rides, which are a little bit different than like the standard two hour trail ride that we do the meditation ride. It's like three, three and a half hours, and we get everybody on, we ride out, we um, have, we set up like a picnic in the park with the trailer awaiting us, so then we hop off the horses, tie them up, we have like chocolate and hummus and fruits and veggies and all these cute little snacks, we have like a little picnic party, and then we transition down to the blankets, I lead a guided, like a healing guided meditation, um, like a gratitude meditation, um, and then after that, we chit chat, talk about some stuff. Usually, there are a couple people that are like crying, whether it's it can be good tears or just like tears of gratitude or just tears of like releasing things, or tears of accepting things, all sorts of tears. Um, all tears are so allowed. they're tears. Yeah, <laughs> and, there's tears. <laughs> Rivers. You know, you don't need to sell your meditation ride. Okay, sorry. Um, you're you're talking about all the things that don't need help with sales, like. Okay, what, okay, what okay. are you going to do this the year? The retreat. Tell us about Sorry. the retreat. Tell us about the retreat. So the retreats are going to be four-day retreats where... Here? In Milford? Yes. Okay. And we are going... It's going to be like an immersive experience where people are going to get assigned a horse for the weekend. And we're going to be riding every single day. It's going to be like a cowboy adventure but there's also going to be a mystical side to it, a very like spiritual side to it, where we're going to be host like after after the trail riding. Um, so there's horse riding, there's, trail riding. Yeah, same thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so after we get done riding and we have dinner, then there'll be like breakout workshops where we're talking about what are some of your limiting beliefs, mm. how do we release those limiting beliefs. What does living a limited, I'm sorry, what does living limitlessly look like for you? How are you showing up spiritually? How are you showing up in the different relationships, whether it's your family relationships or significant other relationships? How are you showing up health-wise, health, fitness, nutrition? How like are you showing up with intention and clarity um, as the best version of yourself? Or is there room for improvement? Um, how to set intentions, how to set goals, how to hold each other accountable, how to hold yourself accountable, the power of gratitude. Like, what does it mean when I say like everything's energy and we live in a vibrational universe and thoughts become things and thoughts are energy. Like a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people, what people, what type of people would sign up for this retreat? Um, you're going to adventurous people that are 
open to learning and want to show up as the best versions of themselves. So people that are about self-development and empowerment and that are up for a fun adventure. Do they have to be like really in shape to do this? Nope. Do you have to be, do you have to know how to ride a horse? Nope. Really? Nope. Are you going to do any type of fun riding or is it all just going to be slow trail rides? Um, we're going to tailor it to whoever comes out. So we might, let's say half of the people have horseback riding experience. Maybe they flew in from another state. Maybe they run their own ranch back home, back in Texas, but they wanted to come to Michigan and, and ride in our parks and ride through the river, stop at Dairy Queen and pick up an ice cream on the way. Um, and they want that adventure. So we're going to have two different trail guides. I might be taking out the fun trail ride where we're able to walk, trot, canter, ride through the river, do a little bit more of the fun things, um, where I have another guide that's going to be more geared toward the beginner, the novice rider that doesn't have any experience, but they want the cowboy experience and our horses are, you know, safe enough and reliable enough to provide that experience. So I was thinking, I have a business proposal because I would, I've been wanting to do a workshop. And I was thinking I could take out that beginning novice ride. And I could also simultaneously do a workshop in the art of naming horses. The art of naming horses yeah. by Mark Short. Yeah. Because I, I am, I, mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, beep, motherfucking beep, but I am great. I'm just and, shaking my head. And, and I mean, like, it, shaking, it is an art form, Nicole. Shaking my head in complete disapproval. He's lying to all of you people. No, I am podcast. good. First, the first horse that came along, I beautifully and artistically, <laughs> if I will, oh, named David Hasselhoof. And Stripping the horse of No, he is a distinguished, dignity distinguished gentleman. Distinguished gentleman. And he loves his name. Um, it was almost Harry Trotter, but Lucy didn't like that one either. Um, then along came, uh, there was, the, I think that there was a, it was like a halflinger, uh, tan colored, um, and I, I wanted to name it Tater Trot. And again, a beautiful name. <laughs> and Yeah, I think it was gated. It was gated. I'm like, it, it, I'm like gated. it doesn't even trot, Mark. It, it, does, it doesn't even trot. It was really good. And the, and now she has this beautiful Palomino paint, uh, horse. paint horse. And she goes, she goes the Palomino paint. And I go, oh, pee pee. Yeah. So now here we are on a trail ride. <laughs> and everyone calls the horse pee pee. Pee pee. And I'm like, oh my god, I literally cannot believe that you have. Just my like brainwashed everybody to call this poor horse pee pee. It's not me. It was you. You called it Palomino paint, and I just happened to boop boop pee pee. Put a little spin on it. How's old pee pee doing? The Palomino paint is doing wonderful. People are gonna Speaking register to your... for your retreat and want pee pee. Oh yep. my god. <laughs> she's and the thing is, she's beautiful. She's she's like a golden blonde with like white. Like she's oh, yeah. absolutely pee -pee beautiful. Pee pee is gorgeous. Yeah, she's not gorgeous with the name pee pee. Well, everyone I, just needs to see your pee pee. Not painting the appropriate <laughs> picture. Penelope. That's I I would approve as your mentor. And in naming, <laughs> through the art of naming horses, I could I should call I could call it the art of equine um, nombre. nomenclature. <laughs> oh my God, I'm like I will never allow Mark to name more. <laughs> call me, call me. Oh God, um, bless the horse. So, how many retreats are you gonna do in 2023? Definitely two, 
maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. It, I'm you really, have yoga instructor there too? Well, actually, that's why I wanted to come to one of your classes <laughs> because I actually do want to have want to have my friend Chris, who's an empowerment. Mm-hmm. He's an empowerment coach. And then I was like, oh, I can have a yoga instructor. Oh, I happen to know a real so, cool chick. I know this sounds silly, <laughs> yeah. but we could do like an adult an adult hand-on science class. Remember when you were a kid, you did science class where you like you mix the things and it makes like a little volcano. Mark's like, how can I get in on like, a retreat? What can I offer? Like I, I could, I, I like we could do like a like a hands-on adult science class, but then we can like tie in some spiritual. <laughs> oh my God. I could, Make a I could tell you. Well, I mean, I, I there's everything in everything in chemistry, which is, I mean, I'm a chemist. It's all about interactions and how things affect things. I mean, because like. Hydrogen and oxygen are crazy, like crazy flammable and almost explosive. You put them together, you get water. And so it's like the interactions between things changes things. And so could be something there. Could be something there. There could be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone keep your eyes peeled. We have retreats coming to have ever cheats with Lucy, with Lucy Patasnik, Lucy Bear. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. And a possible collab with... Nicole Dre from Wise Human Podcast. Mm-hmm. We have 20 questions here. Oh. Really good. We're going to do rapid fire. I'm going to go back and forth, okay? Let's do it. Rapid fire. I'm going to go back between uh, Lucy and you, Nicole. And we're, so um, I'm going to ask them, and it's going to be like knee-jerk, quick, quick reaction. Okay. Some are fun. Some are deep. Are we answering the same questions? Oh, no. No, okay. Nope. Lucy, you want to go first or second? First. You want to go first? Okay. Tell me something that happened in your life that changed you forever. When I quit my corporate job. Done. What accomplishment are you most proud of? Mm. Oh, wait, this is quick. Uh, Wise human. Wise human. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. All right, Lucy, what is the single most important thing you could say that would make a relationship work with somebody? The single most important thing that I could say that would make a relationship work with somebody? um, I'm going to clear communication. Communication. Yeah. Spectacular. Uh, Nicole, um, do you believe in aliens? Yes. Spectacular. I love that answer. Uh, what is infinity? To infinity and beyond. <laughs> okay, that was a quote from Toy Story. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. What is infinity? Um, infinity. This is like a perfect Lucy question, too. It's uh, we're, I would say that we all have the universe inside of us, and we are all like, we are all infinite beings, so we are the perfect um, demonstration of what infinity is. Absolutely. Uh, Nicole, what personal negative personality trait or red flag do you wish that you could stop or change? Like per, me, mm-hmm. myself, judgment, Ooh. self-judgment especially. That's deep. We all have that. I don't, but that's okay. Mark's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you literally judging me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just told you. <laughs> I set you up so hard right there. Uh, Lucy, what do you like most about yourself? My smile. Hmm. I was going to say your brain, but yeah, your smile too. Uh, Nicole, what one event in your life shaped who you are more than anything else? Immediately comes to mind my parents' divorce. Ooh, how old were you? Nearly five. Nearly five. Hmm for another podcast Mm, we could talk for hours about that one my parents divorced when i was 13 and going into my freshman year of high school and it i i graduated with like a 0.7 and took an extra year of high school i was not 
smart back then. And now you're like a genius. Or you were in survival mode and you weren't. That's what I was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't care. I was just like, fuck the world. Um, Lucy, what do you want to be remembered for? Ooh. Um, oh my God. I don't know. What do I want to be remembered for? My yeah. kindness. Okay. That's no good. way. Communication and kindness were both the things that popped into my head and you eventually ended up saying on two of the questions. <laughs> uh, what's the heaviest thing you've ever been through? Heaviest thing I've ever been through? Ooh. Depression, I guess, for a quick answer. Who is the most important person in your life right now? You. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, Brian, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It's me. Who Brian? Ashley and Brian. Oh, Ashley and Brian. Yeah, the the other people that run a podcast that are probably going to listen to this one. Yep. Uh, If you could go back and tell your eight-year-old self anything, what would it be? You're enough. Ooh. Gold baby. Right to the kicker. Um, Do you believe in any conspiracies? Yes. The answer is yes. Many. She believes in every single one of them. Okay, you have to pick one of these three, okay? Mm-hmm. You have $25 million, but you're the most unattractive person on the planet, all the way to the point that surgery cannot even fix it. Okay. B, you're the most attractive person on the planet, but you're as dumb as a box of rocks. Or C, you've accomplished all your dreams and goals by 60, but the C. moment oh. you turn 60, you develop Alzheimer's and forget everything, <sighs> and you live to the point of 100 not remembering anything you achieved. I'm so glad I didn't get that question. <laughs> Wait, so the first one... $25 million, but you're... I'm, I'm Shrek, but I have all the money in the world. Yep. The second one, you're super attractive, dumb as a box of rocks. Third one, you achieve everything, but the moment you turn 60, you forget everything and live another 40 years. That's really hard. I'm going I'm, I'm going with a Shrek. Yeah? You're going to be rich in Uggs? Yep. I want to be sexy and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that, and we would end up hooking up because... I would be really attractive, and you would be attracted to me, but you would have a lot of money, so I'd be, I wouldn't even know better. A win-win all across the board, baby. I'd be like, yeah, you, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> well, what's it going to be? Uh, let's go B. Yeah? Let's go, let's go hot, hot and dumb? A, a is probably actually my answer. I couldn't That's do good. C. I couldn't do C. No. I want the dreams, but... Okay, Lucy, you ready to be honest? Let's go. Do you consider yourself smarter than your friends? Well, that's, 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 that's an interesting question because I have a lot of friends. <laughs> so I have different, remove, remo- I have remove different me. groups of friends. Remove me from the, equa- from the equation. Every other friend you have, all of them, are you smarter than them? No. That's a lie. You, you think you're uh, no, really because, smart, hey? No, I know what she would say, so I'm trying to get her to not answer in that way. Mm. I don't know what that means. I have a lot of very intelligent friends. Mm. And there's so many different kinds of intelligence, like, yeah, too. Really it's true. No, that's really true. Okay, uh, 16. Have you seen the movie Saw? Is that the one, like the psychological thriller where you you have to like cut your arm off yes i have 
the first one. There's like eight, right? The first one's the only one that really matters. Okay. Do you remember it at all? Not really. The premise. The face. Don't. I remember that they they get put in situations where they have to like hurt them. It's a brilliant movie, and the reason why is is because it talks about. Um, I mean, the whole the whole concept is you have to face your own demons mm. in order to live. You have to want to live. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really, really interesting concept. That's why I have it on here. Um, What's the question? Have you seen it? Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was. The I have. I clearly don't remember yeah, it very so. well. Um, do you believe that America is the greatest country in the world? I honestly don't know enough to answer that question appropriately. That was that was a political response. <laughs> I said I didn't say is it. I said, do you believe it is? Because you can believe whatever you want. I can't. I don't. Hard no for me. I really, I really don't know. I know a lot of people that risk their lives and their families' lives and everything that they have trying to come here because this is a land of opportunity. And I feel like living here, we're so blessed with just an abundance of opportunity and resources. So for me to say that we're not living in like in the best country, I feel like would almost um, be like a slap in the face and like disrespectful and like ungrateful. I feel like I would need to travel to many, many, many developed countries before I could have a, before I could answer that question, because like that's what that was my first answer. Yeah. yeah, there's so much to see, and and every country might have things that are better than others. Yeah, like, well, I don't I, know if there's I didn't, one. Great, I didn't actually like, say gonna... right. I mean, like the greatest in what? Like we're not yeah. the greatest in education. We're seventeenth. We're we, we are exactly. the greatest it in what your metric is. Right. Yeah. We, we we are the we are the best in uh, incarcerated people per capita. We have the most. And it's like 75 times higher than the next private, country. Private industry. Yep. Because pri- prison is, prison is a, is a industrial complex. Um, it's private. Yeah. That's, they make tons of money from prison. Um, how many people do you think are going to show up at your funeral? 200. Ooh, that's a good number. I got like 16. Yeah. I don't know. That just, that came that's through. Just... So I said, I didn't think. It's pushing it, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't even tell anyone I died. Probably not. No. Um, what's the most painful thing you've ever been told? Ooh. That's hard. I know we're talking about things that you don't like to talk about. No, I'm just trying to like think because I don't surround myself with people that don't tell me uplifting, inspiring things. So sometimes truth can be painful. Mm-hmm. Say it one more time. What was the most painful thing I've ever been told? Most painful thing I've ever been told. I think it was. I think it was more like with my ex, when he didn't tell me how beautiful I was, mm. and then it was just like a feeling of not good enough because he didn't tell me. And so then when I was in the next relationship, when I was showered with compliments and attention, I was like caught up in a whirlwind of like, wow, I can't believe this person sees me through these eyes of such like beauty. It was a really great feeling. It's Hmm. like I didn't know what I was missing until I saw the other side of it. Hmm. Yeah. Ben, you need to get your shit together. Thanks. (laughs) 
Um, I remember, and I'm, I'll only tell this because it came to my mind, um, and I've said it before, the most painful thing I've ever been told. And actually, I would like to hear yours too, if that's okay. Um, at the end of the very first relationship that I had after my divorce, I was leaving a state and the relationship that I had had for the previous two years was ending. And it was like literally ending as I was like, like literally walking out the door to leave, to move. Um, and we didn't leave on the greatest terms. And right as I was about to leave, she looked at me and she goes, no one's going to remember you. And I didn't say anything and I and I left and that, that stuck with me. That was hard. That's painful. That's and, deep, and, yeah. and so someone who has the audacity to say something so cruel and so mean, like I just look at that person, I look at the situation and I'm like, what, uh, like what a horrible life that that person is living and what trauma that person must be experiencing to project something so mean on somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she hurt people, hurt people and she hurt people, hurt people. And she has, she had been through a lot and it was, it was easy to project a lot of her pain onto me. And that was the bulk of our relationship. But now I'm here. I'm glad that she's gone. (laughs) One step at a time. But you also attract the energy that you are, right? So that was probably similarly where you were at in that. It could be. Sometimes, I mean, I would say. And this is probably the only thing that I don't believe wholeheartedly um, the way that Lucy does is sometimes you do attract that energy, but also sometimes you're attracted to things that are good and they change and then you don't leave. And I wasn't attracted. Oh, I, yeah. I agree with that. I agree a hundred percent that well, we're I, all on like growth. Yeah. Well, or you guys, yeah, you're in the same place when you attract each other and then yeah. one kind of starts to vibrate higher, one starts to go down and then you're not a match anymore. And that's yeah. And we weren't, happen. we hadn't been a match for a long time. Um, yeah. but why'd you stay together? I loved her. You know, you do a lot of things for love. Love isn't enough. That's a, tough lesson it's it's not it, it, it love is the magical ingredient but you can't just have cookies made of sugar you gotta have the flour and baking soda mm-hmm. you ever try to eat flour alone that shit's gross <laughs> no shit but is i gross. can imagine <laughs> but, but but that's like the substance of the relationship it's like the things that aren't fun like conversations that aren't fun that's the flour yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the flower because it the because it bonding really that's happens. that's what the, the bonding agent is. Yep, it's. I feel like that's a very pivotal point in in relationships. Like when you have those vulnerable, open communication yeah. conversations, the tough conversations. I love either those. you get through it and you're more connected, or you realize this is not going to work yeah. and it ends. But it's better than drawing it out. Yes. Yeah, either There's, you're closer or space for something else yeah a thousand percent and that's and that's just it the cookie is made with many ingredients Mm -hmm. and love is not enough yeah you need all of all of the facets (laughs) i think anyone that has loved has learned that lesson lesson, yeah Yeah. what so what's the most painful thing you've ever been told nothing's like coming to mind um so you've blocked them all out 
I've repressed everything. <laughs> well, that's a loose. That's so a that's a loose move. You know what's move. interesting though? You know what's interesting is when Lucy was talking. What came to my mind is the grass is always greener, which an ex told me, and like in the moment I was just like whatever, but it's something that sense and doing personal work and growth. I realized that that is a mentality that I have had in the past, where it's like I'm not content just where I'm at. I'm always like looking for something else. So. Maybe not the most painful thing, but that's what came to mind. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Probably some of the most painful things I tell myself. Yeah. Ooh. That little voice in the head. Mm-hmm. Or have told myself. Okay. And, that's, I, and that is why meditation is so important. Oh, here we go. Because we learn to identify that voice and to shut it up. Oh. Well, or, and to sit with it. And make friends with it sometimes. Well, yeah, and to like turn the dialogue around mm-hmm. and be like, that's not true. Like, why am I telling myself this? Well, and what piece of you is saying that? Like, is it the scared, hurt little girl that heard she wasn't enough? Or is it, where is it coming from? Like, it's coming from somewhere that probably served you at some point in your life. Even if that serving was survival. Exactly. Because a lot of our trauma responses come from a place of survival mm-hmm. like we lived and the brain is really good at surviving it does the brain's not really great at healing healing comes through intention mm-hmm. like you have to be intentional i think like, time and intention and also surrounding yourself with the right people of course mm-hmm. but if you don't if you if you just give it tons and tons of time and don't put effort into it then 10 years later, you get into a relationship, there can be like a tiny little trigger and all of a sudden you're right back to it. Oh yeah. The lessons continue. Oh yeah. They, they repeat so if, if until you, you do not, make the change. If you yeah. do and then not, the test comes. You yeah. make the change and the test comes and it's like, did you really integrate that change? Like mostly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have one final question for both of you. Um, it has been an hour and 31 minutes. It probably Dang. flew by. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize it. Um, so I have one last question. I usually ask a final question and I've changed it over time. And so this is the final question for today. Um, and I'll ask you first, uh, I'll let Sage come down because she's actually completely distracting. Um, if this were our last conversation, what would you want me to remember? Oh my God, that's, that's, that's hard. Do you want a second to think about it? Yeah, you go first. If this was our last conversation, Nicole, what would you want me to remember? That you are worthy. That you have something to give. Keep shining your light. If I could turn that microphone on and it was magic. Mm-hmm. And for 15 seconds, the entire world could hear you. What would you say? Same thing. Follow your heart, follow your joy, do what lights you up because that is what this world needs. Mm. Simple as that. Mm. So if this was our last conversation, Luz, what would you want me to remember? If this was our last conversation, I would want you to know what an incredible person you are and like the tremendous amount of value you bring to the world and how just like how incredible you are and to like 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 you said like shine bright and I love how like authentically you that you are and when I met you 
um, you had like some funny quirks about you, (laughs) (laughs) but I've learned to just like really appreciate all the things all about you, every little piece. I'm really curious what these quirks are (laughs) that you thought were funny because I'm very meticulous about my life. And um, I've told you. You must have forgotten. I have a thousand percent forgot. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so I would just want you to remember to always stay focused on the positive and always, like, always focus your thoughts on the good feeling thoughts. I always want you to remember to, like, what you think about, you will attract and that we are all the powerful, miraculous creators of our own reality. And that focusing on the good or focusing on the bad is not going to do you. It's not going to serve you and it's not going to serve anybody around you. So the best thing that you can do is like surround yourself with beauty and with love as best that you can. Because that's what's going to bring you the most amount of peace and love and joy and high vibrational experiences. Yeah. That's it. That's like the most important stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. Thank you. Thank you. This has been fun. I appreciate you both taking time out of your life to connect and to share these cool stories with all these people because there's a lot of them out there that need to hear it. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Where can people find your stuff again? Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, basically anywhere podcasts are, you can find it. It is called YouTube, Wise Human. Wise Human. YouTube? Mm-hmm. Oh, you YouTube. I don't do any YouTube. Mm. I need to. Yeah. I know that there's a big market in video podcasting. Yeah, none of them are videos right now. They're just audio, but yeah. I will be doing videos. Though the best ones are video. Mm-hmm. Best ones are. That's the new season. They I know, videos. right? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming soon. Check it out. And if people want to get a hold of you, Luce, and they want to go on a, re- on a retreat, where do they go? A highvibetrailrides.com, baby. There's no baby at the end of it. Oh, yeah. It's just .com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just Google highvibetrailrides. You just say that in your head as you're typing it. <laughs> well, thank you again. Bye, everybody.